Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Who, Messi, this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one-man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're talking NWA Saturday night on TBS from August the 27th, 1988. I'm sitting here with Doc. Harper's not on just yet, but he is supposed to be joining us shortly. Before I ask Doc how he's doing, I do want to say we hope you had a great Christmas, a happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, or if you celebrate nothing, we hope your December 25th was great. And we wish you a very happy new year, which is coming this coming week as of this dropping on, what did I say this was going to drop on? December 26, 2019. Doc, what's going on, man? How you doing? Harper must be late getting back from the North Pole because I heard he went up there to bang Mrs. Claus while Santa was out on his route. That would be like him. Harperizing Mrs. Claus, getting her all, you know, that old dusty clap trap of a pussy all worn out. (laughs) Come on, man. That's not classy. What old broads, old, what's wrong with you, man? Old Jesus. broads need, old broads need love too. Are you stealing my line? I used to say that big broads need love too. Yeah, well, big broads will suck a dick because they know they got okay. it. Okay. Hey, so how was your Christmas? Did you put together a bunch of toys and shit, or just you know watch your kids open video games? Uh, I mean, you know, my mine are older. They're they're beyond the toy stage, and most of them are into video games and various other things one of them wanted a bunch of clothes so actually the whole toy i'm past the toy stage um, oh we, did you we, did you disappoint sasha greatly no no she wasn't disappointed what am i gonna do with this mike <laughs> I, 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 but i you do ever... know that mrs doc always is disappointed by what you're oh. sliding her always it doesn't matter man i just quit trying yeah. I told you my I told you my rib. I get the kids to buy her hideous shit. Then she's got to wear it. Bruh, that's <laughs> you're a smart person, but that may be one of the smartest things you've ever thought of. Because <laughs> they're still so young that she can't get mad at them for what they got. And it, they can't remember what they did at school that day, but they can remember what they got mama for Christmas, and they ain't gonna let loose. Damn right, they ain't gonna let loose of that nugget. <laughs> right, right, right. All right, so I, I, Doc, I have a ton of shout-outs this week, literally Why? a ton. Why? Uh, well, we had some people bump up their patronage to get the, you know, the the Crockett promotion stuff that we're doing, or the Crockett uh, clashes and whatnot, which we got we got one coming up in about a week and a half. And then we had some people move over from Patreon. We got some new folks who joined in. So I got a bunch let's, of Patreon shout-outs. 
Okay. Let's hear it, man. We're ending the year strong, you know. Big numbers to close out the fourth quarter of our BTT <laughs> fiscal year. Please stop. I was talking to Half Pints Point Marlon Mueller about that on uh, Facebook one day, uh, the corporate speak. So please don't. We, we hear that for 50 hours a week. We don't want to hear it here. But let me shout out a bunch of new people. And first off, Kangol Fett. That's right. I said Kangol Fett. Welcome to the BTT Hall of Fame wing. And thanks for signing up on Patreon. Kristen E. Bolin, thank you for your continued contributions on Patreon. And thanks for bumping up your pledge. Someone named Travis, no last name, but they signed up on Patreon. So, Travis, I don't know what your Twitter is. I don't know if you're on Facebook. If you are, uh, my apologies, but thank you for signing up. Ian Totten, longtime listener, author Ian Totten, thanks for signing up. We appreciate it. Lucas Shoemaker, or Schumacher, I'm not sure. I think you can say it both ways. Longtime listener, thanks for signing up. He's a new one as well. Uh, Jesse Jacobs, I-, I got an email. But I know you've been a longtime Patreon member, so I don't think you're new, but this email popped up. So what the hell? You're in the Hall of Fame. I'll shout you out, too, during this holiday season. Thanks, Jesse. I know you've been with us forever. Chris Zaha. God, Doc, if you were in the Facebook group, you'd love this guy. He bumped up his pledge. This guy is a superstar in our Facebook group. Tremendous content that he provides daily. He is a uh, master of words, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, T. Flint 1005 became a new patron. Uh, T Flint one thousand five. I noticed you signed up on the old Podbean feed. Uh, Come on, make the move. Make the move to Patreon at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt and you'll get even more content like the video reviews that we do or the video, the video segments that we do for this show. And then last but not least, Nick Manecci. Nick, I'm sorry that I did not mention you when you moved over the Patreon a couple of months ago. I could have sworn I did. I even checked my notes and. It was there, so apparently I didn't say it, and I missed you, so I forgive you, and I am sorry, my friend, so you can let the heat go now. Now, please do keep those Selena De La Renta tweets and posts coming on the Facebook group, because there are a lot of guys cranking one or two off when you post those things in a group. And that is my long list of shout-outs, Doc. What do you have? Well, we are going to end the year with a whole lot of activity here. Uh <clears throat> I think it would be um, a good move, though, uh, a classy move here at near the, the birth of our Savior Day to uh, start with a couple of former guests that are going through some tough times, as along with a third member of the wrestling podcast community. Uh, let's keep a good Gary Gray in our thoughts. Also, Tracy Smothers, who recently, you know, let the world know he's battling some cancer, and we know that Bobby Fulton's been tweeting about his health challenges. So, uh, you know what? Everybody gets old, and what happens when you get old is you get cancer. So, uh, once you've given us all you can give, maybe you look for some GoFundMes for them as well. Do you agree Actually, with that? Can I, stop, can I stop you for a second? What? Bobby specifically posted on social media um, to, to let everyone know he didn't need GoFundMe. He had insurance, and he didn't... I don't know if someone had tried to start one or falsely started one in his name, like to defraud people. Uh, but he, he squashed it. Like when he heard about it, yeah, he was like, no, I don't need that. Don't go there. Okay. Well, we're rooting for everybody to beat cancer, right? We don't like, we don't like, we don't like each other. We don't like much anything, but we certainly don't like cancer. Amen. Okay. Amen. Amen. Uh, okay, so I've got some other stuff here. The first thing I want to do is uh, 
throw another shrimp on the bobby, if you will, and go to Australia, where, uh, I don't know, Australia is such a weird place, because it's literally on the other side of the world, <laughs> and it's like largely uncharted land that's always like seemingly on fire. Uh, but it's also home to perhaps our filthiest listener, which is no doubt saying something. And no, of course, I'm speaking about unconvinced Ray. <laughs> Brother dirt, Dave. He's a dirty bastard in the most glorious way possible. The only a guy so dirty that the only thing that brought him back from his deathbed it was not the electric shock paddles. It was hearing Harper imitate his buddy banging a deaf girl. And that's in this, what I'm about to do here. So basically, he uh, he got, he got you know finally got on there and wrote us a review uh, on whatever. I couldn't find it on iTunes, so I don't know where he did this. But it, anyway. It, it, no, it takes, it takes, it can take a few days to show on there. Well, if you haven't gone over there to read it, I'm going to read. Here's uh, Brother Dave's uh, review of Book in the Territory. Once a millennia, perhaps less, comes a podcast so debonair, so classy, that it confirms just how much all other podcasts and we as a human race are arseholes. The world of pro wrestling podcasting is unbearably chalked to the point of explosion with self-important dickheads who in their delusional, masturbatory minds believe they are more important than the product. Uh-oh. Um, that's not part of it. And that's not classy. Book in the Territory rises above the soupy, pube-sprinkled jizz bucket of wrestling podcast. It is blessed and is a blessing. <laughs> so if you, love, if you love classic wrestling... And listening to deaf girls have sex. Subscribe to Book in the Territory. Very well done. So he's going to get in the Docaholic spotlight, but he's got company this week. Um, also, uh, our good friend, Mr. Limerick writer, James Dice, Jarns Cornette, Jarny Cornette, Dice Cornette, whatever he is. He was in a little conversation with another uh, Twitter friend, Christopher Lettuce. I don't know if you, Chris BP Lettuce. Yes. You know uh, him? Yeah, he's very well known in the Twitter community for old school wrestling. That's right. So they were talking about cancel culture being weak. You you know what cancel culture is, right? Uh, yes, I know what cancel culture is. Would you Would you give the people a quick little description? Because they may not be finding this in their comic books. So help them out yeah, a little it's bit. It's just the outrage and the 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 constant level of outrage for things that are whether they're controversial or deemed by some as bad jokes or anything that offends someone and all of a sudden you're so offended you want whatever offended you to be canceled and well, the example the, the greatest some. example i can give lately would be uh folks going after cornet in my personal opinion but that's neither here nor there. Um, there's other examples, but that's just one. Whether you agree with it or not, that's cancel culture. Okay. Well, here's some truth out on the Twitter uh, where John Z. Cornette says, the fact, that, the fact people want others to disappear over jokes or opinions, but the bankers from 2008 are still going on, still going about their business, tells you all you need to know 
about the priorities of this culture. You know why that is? Bro, I'm, Re- I'm actually scared to talk about this because we might fall off the fucking map by some black ops folks. Well, if we were, well, if you were going to go out there and really do something, that'd be hard. And most people don't really want to do hard work or like affect some real change. They just want to like bitch a little bit and get somebody, you know, kicked off their post or whatever. That's why, that's why it's good for us. I mean, we just, we don't give a shit. What are you going to do? Call our sponsors? You going to call my mom? You gonna call Mike's mom? She's dead. We don't give a fuck, dude. <laughs> well, that's what Corny said. He was like, "What?" Well, he was like, "I, I, I don't care. What are you gonna do? You gonna?" Yeah, we I had, think he said we had back when we halfway gave a shit. We were even filthier. We had T-shirts. Y'all sons of bitches didn't buy those, so we quit <laughs> pimping those. We don't give a shit. This is a hobby. That's the best part about it not being a full time job. Or, or run by a corporation. Oh, man. There you go, too. Can you imagine if this show was run by a big corporation? We would have two facets of life. Cutting the show and then heading straight into the principal's office to get yelled at for shit we said on the show. <laughs> and then we'd be like, look, you got to stop yelling at us because we got to go cut another show. And that would be the loop. I can hear some corporate executive. Can you tell Mr. Paperwork, a hard body hopper, to not talk about his friend banging a deaf girl in the noises of, ooh, ooh, ooh. I mean, can you imagine that? I, I would think that they would have a bigger problem with this chronic tardiness. Where no. is that motherfucker anyway? Yeah, why, am I have, why am I having to do all the work here? I don't know. I don't know. But, hey, okay, we'll okay, get... So I have, I have one more person that needs to get the spotlight here. Sure. Oh, that's nice. And this is a first. I got to tell you, this one, this is a first. But I'll be, I'll be persnickered and goddamned if the menace ain't getting in the spotlight this week. Oh, really? I heard you were texting at Dave Meltzer and he responded to you. I don't know if he responded. I don't think he responded directly to me. He basically you... said your baseball committee idea is some bullshit for the JYD Hall of Fame thing. Uh, oh, no, that wasn't me. Um, so, uh, long-time listener, work rate midget on Twitter. <laughs> that's, that's classy. It's very classy. Who He's been listening. Man, this guy's a long, he's a long-time listener. So, thank you, work rate midget. He had mentioned that, and I just said, you know, hey, look, that's not for me to decide. I don't really know how a committee would work with that, but, you know. I'll let Dave Meltzer answer that. It's his Hall of Fame. And this whole thing stemmed from a tweet that I put out there about it being just absurd that JYD is not in the uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame. Again, this year, he didn't make the vote, which is just insane. But I I beat that drum on Twitter. And then Brian Last and I did a whole show on it. So if you want to know more about that, go listen to that bonus show. It wasn't on Patreon. It was a bonus show that dropped a little over a week ago as of this dropping. So anyway... Um, well, Brian and, and some and something else. How do you feel about finishing third out of four on a recent poll out there on the Twitter for being the best wrestling podcaster in the business? So that poll is still going on uh, as of us recording this. So we'll have to see how that ends up. But you beat out Ron Fuller, dude. I feel like it's a rib. I'm only 14 percentage points right now under Corny, for what for what it's worth. But 
Well, Wh- it's, a bug- it's a bogus poll because where's Harper and I? Well, we know where Harper is. Harper isn't here, but where am I at? Actually, he's showing green. Um, Uh-oh. And that, that poll was being run by Wrestling and Pop Culture Polls, which on Twitter is Classic PWP. There you go. If you want to check out that poll. Uh, Doc and I like polls, but not like that. What? <laughs> Nothing else. You keep you keep my name out your damn mouth, son. Well, that's a lot of activity to wrap up what has been just yet another stellar, groundbreaking show churning out year of BTT filth, raunch, and uh, pestilence. Amen. And right before our conference hopper in, I do want to mention a couple of people who have made this a great year, even better. Uh, disrespectfully classy marky blassie kyle riley and mike childry they are basically the sponsors of btt thank you for your patronage your generous patronage each and every month you three guys are the greatest disrespectfully classy marky blassie is going to be back on the show in the next two months or so uh he's gonna get what he's gonna get drunk and he's gonna do another show with me there you go I'm about to get drunk and do a clash with you pretty soon too. I think we're we got yeah. some. We're going to talk about some run up to the clash here tonight, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to talk about some run up. We actually have a clash in like ten days from as of um, this show airing. About that. So, uh, with that said, I think the superstars on Hard Body Hopper. Uh-oh. How you doing? Hi. Living a dream. Yeah. Okay. So we're done. we're rolling sound, so don't say anything you normally wouldn't say, and we appreciate you. We appreciate you watching this episode and the next one we're doing, since we're doing it on the same day. Uh, thank you very much for that. Uh, but uh, well, you're we're great, man. I know you're the man. You're the man. You're you're the, you're living the dream. Uh, how was Wildcat X? Not X rated. How was Wildcat Christmas, Harper? Did your your team clean sweep the belts as we suspected? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, there we go. See, we always win because I'm right. a winner, and I associate myself with winners. That's you why sweep. I'm a winner. You should, Unlike other people. See, I see the line there. There's a <laughs> there's a line of logic there. Yes. Hey, so, hey, I got a question. So you still seeing that girl? Uh, if you want to call it that, yeah. <laughs> well, I was just wondering. She said that she knows it's a she knows things are works, right? Yeah. You ever talk Carney to her? Like wrestling? Yeah, like you know, sizzuck this dizzik. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was just wondering if you ever talked Carney with your girl. No. I like vent to her about the fucking idiotic shit I got to deal with with dumb fucking children. Or as I call them OPCs, other people's children that I got to fucking deal with. You're supposed to save that for the show. I thought we were rolling. We are. We are. <laughs> yeah. See? All right. Well, I tell you what. Harper, do you have anything before we jump into August 27, 1988? This is the end of the year, Harper. Do you got to you want to send it out hot? You got anybody you want to shout out? I mean, I think we should impeach Mike. How about that? <laughs> well, who who would hit record on the show for us to be able to do this? I mean, we should impeach you because you because I cuz I saw apparently you've been elected to some little fucking shithead uh Top fucking podcasts, and I see Mike Mills and that book in the territory. So that's bullshit. I already said where where were we? We got exactly fucking dick, fucking dick. It's called the New Orleans Saints, not Drew Brees and company, motherfucker. 
It might. It might should be though. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did say in the Facebook group that you know, obviously, it's not just me. Yeah, no, but you, yeah. But you probably said yeah, but it's Lance. Like that. Yeah. Ever, like that ever drew a fucking dime. No, I know Lance couldn't draw a dime with fucking crayons. I, I believe. I, I believe the saying is. <laughs> Couldn't draw a dollar with a green with a with a green crayon. He couldn't. All right. So that we're not here all night. How about we get into August 27, nineteen eighty eight? Let's do it. Let's do it. Before so before we get impeached. Before we. All right. Let's go to the show. And I started the video version. We got the opening of the show. Shenanigans between Al Perez, Brad Armstrong getting choked. Uh, Sullivan and Gary Hart come in. There's heat, and we head to the studio after the opening. Nothing much to discuss there. Jr. Tony, and David Crockett open the show, and Harper's phone's ringing. Uh, he got a virus again over there. Nothing to report yeah. as we head to the ring. First match up, Ricky Morton and Nikita Koloff defeat Max MacGyver and Jerry Price. Doc, do you have anything from Nikita Yes. Punky Morton? No, 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 no. Have? Go back. Go back. 240, and check oh, out this whale on the outside of the ring. Look at that! Thing. Damn. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Let me let me get it. Let me get it again. Holy that, shit! Okay, so how much does that weigh? Oh, uh, definitely four. No, she's short. Oh shit! Look at damn, that. dude. That's yeah, she is. She's as tall as she is wide. Yeah, she's kind of round. Um. Okay, so we talk about this a lot. Mike, how many wrestlers you know would have hit that? None. So if we finally found oh. the woman that... Look at that. But what's on her shirt? Is that like Travis Tritt or something? Uh, what, what is that? Oh, no, but those jeans are under severe distress. Yeah, they're, they're like <laughs> screaming for help, dude. The That's seams like... the seams are buckling, dude. Like a highway under... Like a California highway under an earthquake. Those fucking pants are like the Kurds fucking asking for, hey, fuck, help us. <laughs> Come Where on, dude. Y'all going? Hey, where the fuck y'all going? Jesus Christ. And, uh, and we're like Ricky Morton just ignoring her on the way by. <laughs> he <laughs> See ignored her, man. <laughs> we got to go back home. Come on. We got to worry about dude. the Russians. <laughs> dude. Well, we're, we're not 1978. Shut up. My okay, dad, so. my dad used to say, "Doc, you talking about those stitches on those jeans?" My dad used to say, "Baby, those stitches are screaming." They are, bro. They're so, like, hold the line. Look okay, so happy. to to, to be descriptive a, though, she's not. A, she's fat, but she's really bad built. That's the problem. She's fat, Michael. She, she she's six feet five. She's bad built though, it, it, and she's fat. Dude, she's not even built like a linebacker. She's built like a D lineman. She's an egg. She's a walking yeah. egg. Yeah. Those are four XL bloomers underneath there too. Look at that. Oh, how much would you would, would it cost you to take that? Have you I would go Okay. Home. Mike, have you ever met a wrestler that would take that home? Oh, oh yeah. Really? <laughs> Slim Pickens in the mid 2000s, Hopper. Oh, tell him you. I ain't, it wouldn't have been me, but yes. <sighs> Bro, fuck that, dude. Who gets, okay, so who gets the video editions of this? Patrons? The, 
Yeah, the patrons. They all the patrons they get the video. If you're not a if you're not a patron, it'd be worth it to be one right now. I'm just telling you. This and is don't an, steal it. Yeah, stop stealing. This is an impressive, impressively disgusting female human being. She's so I, happy. And Ricky Morton blows I right got, past her. I got, well, he probably couldn't tell if she was a boy or a girl. Now, here's the other thing. Look, Look he like, he hold on. <laughs> let's come back and watch it. You ain't watch ever Ricky. seen him walk. He has never walked by a female that fast. Watch. Watch him, Hopper. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so dirty. Damn. Okay, huh. here's All a right, question. How do you, I mean, let's say that you wanted to, to have sex with that. How do you? You fucking got to shoulder up. See, this is what you got to do. <laughs> you you got to lower your shoulder into a gut like it's a tackling dummy. And you gotta just shove it up like that, and you gotta hold it with your arm, and then you gotta fucking fuck her. Are you speaking from experience? No, but that looks like if she was lying down. Or did you see it? Or did you see a training video? (laughs) (laughs) Dear God. Oh. (laughs) Well. We're going to go out of this year just as classy as we started. <laughs> Utter filth. Okay. Anything else from Nikita and Ricky Morton defeating MacGyver and Jerry Price? Man, that guy looks like like a fucking scumbag, huh? With his slick back hair and his mustache. Nikita he, keeps he, getting skinnier and skinnier, too. Yeah. He, Harper, oh, well. he, looks like, he looks like the typical, like, criminal in, like, a 1980s film. Yeah, that, he's the guy driving the old like nineteen eighties Cadillac, smoking a cigarette, and he's uh, uh some kind of typical fucking asshole villain. That's it. He's the villain. He's the villain in some old nineteen eighties flick. He's the All guy right. uh, Chuck Norris throws like o- over the bar in fucking Invasion USA or something. That's how many it. times? He's... How many times have you seen that movie? Oh God, not enough. Okay. <laughs> Doc, do you have anything from Ricky Morton and Nikita, their promo after this match, where Nikita calls Morton punky again? I, I've quit I've quit even trying to listen to Nikita. It's deplorable at times. <laughs> and speaking of which, last week he made an appearance on NWA Power. And- yeah, did you hear that? I, I was watching it. I was like, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? No. He didn't do it. He's in good shape, though, Harper. Yeah, he's in good shape, but he was a da 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 Remember when we saw him make that promo not too long ago, and it's like, man, he has charisma. He didn't have to hide it behind a fake language. Yeah, but it was the 80s, bro. You know, the whole Russian-USA yeah. thing and that. Yeah. But, but, now that there are, but now that there are friends, he can just, like, <laughs> hang out. Okay, politics free. The Russian assassin defeats Brett Holiday in the next match. Anything from that, Doc or Harper? Who? No. The assassin? No. Come on, Brett. That guy. Come on. Okay. I mean, he's not. Uh, once again, he isn't Pietrov. He actually can wrestle. I get opinion. that, but hey, I got a question. This this episode was 126 minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, it was long. Where the, where the fuck are the Braves, dude? 
Uh, the Braves will be back next week. <laughs> this is hilarious. As kids, we would have begged for that two-hour episode. I'd have been like, yeah, been like the, the Braves, those assholes have never done anything. And now it's like, man, come on, Ozzy Virgil. Come yeah, on, where, dude. Dale Murphy, where you at, brother? Yeah. I need me some. I need me some Glenn Hubbard playing second base. That's a deep <laughs> cut right there. Oh man! All right. After this, we go to Paul Jones and the Russian assassin. Paul Jones. God, he is terrible here. It's bad. So I'll summarize it. He continues blaming Ivan Koloff for the failure of them. Them being Paul Jones and his new army of trying to get rid of the Road Warriors. So Jones goes on for a long time. And then Morton comes out and confronts Jones in the in the Russian assassin, and we appear to be headed towards Ivan versus Morton to see if Ivan can get his spot back with Jones. So I won't say anything more than to stay tuned on that, and the Clash of Champions will have a certain outcome related to what I just said with Ivan and Ricky. Har- and Harper, one. you like that shirt that Morton's throwing down there? Which one? He's got a David Lee Roth skyscraper shirt on, I think. I know it's David that, Lee Roth. Was that an album? Yeah, that was an album that and, and then probably a tour. I remember the, the uh, Yankee Rose. Yeah, I fucking love that song, man. I think that was on Eat em and Smile, maybe. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Let me see. I'm trying to get to the shirt so Hopper can see it. You see it, Hopper? That's what... Yeah, I thought that was a fucking Guns N' Roses shirt at first. I did, too. I did, too, because it's that same yellow font. Yeah. Like, Appetite for Destruction. And I was uh-huh. like, if you start snoring, I'm going to drive over to your house and kick your ass, Mike. Actually, I we're was giving, a Guns N' Roses fan, giving, and you know that. We're giving these honky bastards that listen to this show exactly <laughs> what they want. Welcome to the jungle. We got fun and games. I was a Guns N' Roses fan. Then down to the paradise city where the grass is green and the girls that are pretty. Shit. Oh, won't you please take me home? That's like those people is like, I love country. Garth Brooks. Yeah. No. I, okay. I, I, I even like the second album. Doc, you're full of bullshit. I texted you over a year ago when Axel was on. I don't even remember what channel. I was like, holy shit. He sounds bad. What happened to him? I mean, what do you want to sound like? I don't know. Oh shit, man! You, you try to. He sounds better than Vince Neil does at this age. Yeah, God, Vince, dude. I saw them in concert, and I was like, "What the fuck, bro?" You know, I know those it's guys, 1987 anymore, but fuck. Those guys are the Terry Funk of rock and roll too, because they signed a contract to the people that said we're never going to tour again. Right. And those sons of bitches are gearing up to go back out on the road in 2020. Kiss does that. They do. Well, bands are like pro wrestlers. They're never retired. I mean, that's a... Yeah. That's, I mean, know. if there's money out there to be made, if there's a demand for them, they're going to do it. Yeah. I mean, come on. Let's be real here. Yeah. So you like their second record. What was that, Michael? Uh, Guns N' Roses. Was, wasn't it Lies or Lies, Lies, Lies oh, or something look, like that? Gee, oh. Lies. Yeah, look at you. The live I one. was a Guns N' Roses fan, oh, man. So I really want to know, because I, I know what Harper and I would say, but we like fucking Bang Tango and the and the Bullet Boys. So my question is, what did Guns N' Roses do that was different than the Bullet Boys of the world or Motley Crue or Ozzy for you in the hood? 
I don't know, bro. I mean, MTV was a thing at the time, and I probably just saw it on MTV, and I don't know. I can't answer that. It was good, though. So we, I mean, we need to we need to hear from our pigment challenged part of the audience. Um, if you're if you're not white like Harper and I, send Mike a message, maybe even Lance, and tell us whether or not you liked Guns N' Roses too. I'm interested in this. Did the brothers like and, and the Hermanos? Like Guns N' Roses. Hermanos, pendejo. Oh, bro. <laughs> All right. Are we done with See, Guns N' well, Roses? Yeah, well, sure. Okay. Let's go to Jim Ross, who's talking Midnight Express versus Tully and Arn, and then we're going to cut to a, a segment and something from the arena, and something's going to happen to Bobby Eaton. But first, let's go to this promo. I mean, let's go to Jim Ross, who introduces it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to World Championship Wrestling. A lot of things have been going on in the NWA. We've talked about Dusty Rhodes' altercation with Ron Garvin away from the wrestling event. We've also talked about great rivalries, and some great rivalries in sports are natural, like the Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers, the Oklahoma Sooners and the Texas Longhorns. But right now we've got a rivalry developing here in the NWA that none of us ever thought would ever transpire. If we would have gone through a, the fans and said, name the top two teams in wrestling, and I think uh, many fans would have said Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard or Jim Cornette's Midnight Express. Well, Cornette has challenged Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard for the World Tag Team titles for his team, and th that was well enough. But what happened, ladies and gentlemen, recently that Bobby Eaton was caught by himself because uh, Jim Cornette was going to prove to the fans and everybody that Stan Lane and Bobby Eaton are great individual wrestlers. We remember Bobby Eaton had a great series with the American Dream Dusty Rhodes. Well, Stan Lane has won the coin toss, and Stan Lane will be challenging, according to Jim Cornette, perhaps Ric Flair for the world's heavyweight title. Well, that left Bobby Eaton alone in the locker room, and we're going to go now to a match that we're going to join in progress, and you're going to see exactly what happened while the match was going on. Something very drastic happened in the locker room. All right, I'll stop it there for a second. Doc, you got any thoughts on anything JR said? <laughs> well, they went back to the locker room, and it was just Bobby <laughs> sitting there with his feet propped up reading Pro Wrestling Illustrated and drinking a beer. <laughs> What's up, fucks? I thought you were going to say, what if they went back to the locker room and Bobby... Come on. Come on. What? What? He's back there banging some rat. Come on. What the fuck? <laughs> Whoa. All right. So, <laughs> let's keep going to see what actually happens to Bobby in this segment. Look at this right here, brother. Sweet stay. They're great as singles, they're great as a tag team, and we're going to kick the four horsemen's brains out, and we're going to win the world tag team title, and then that world heavyweight championship is going to be not too far behind, and I'm going to be just like J.J. Dillabrother, I'm going to have a double. Hey, hey, Jimmy, what? Jimmy. What do you want? What? Wait a minute, what is this? They came charging out to get Cornette, something happening here at ringside. I don't know what that is, hey, Jim, but... Hey, look at Cornette. He's going up to get Lane, and he caught him out of the ring. Well, I don't know where they're charging out. Well, this is a strange situation here. The match was progressing very fine, and all of a sudden, Teddy Long comes down to the ring, gives Jim Cornette some information here. We got a camera falling back into the locker room. Let's go back into the locker room now. Hey, and there's the reason. And that's exactly what. What happened to 
All right, fans, you have seen the tape now. You know what has happened, and they are not denying what they have done. Arn Anderson, there was a point in time where Bobby Eaton was your best friend. He would have given you the shirt off his back. So what'd you do? You got you and your little geek face friends together and you jumped him in a dress room and you ripped the shirt off his back. Well, let me tell you something. The four horsemen, they go all around bragging about jumping Dusty Rhodes in the parking lot, jumping Lex Luger in the parking lot, all the people that you have jumped on. Well, let me tell you something, brother. This time you jumped on somebody's gonna jump back. We jumped on Dusty Rhodes too, and the Road Wars, and the Rock and Roll Express, and the Fantastics, and I'll tell you what, Four Horsemen, we left them in a whole lot, hell of a lot worse shape than you left Bobby Eaton, brother, so you ain't got nothing on us. I guarantee you this, and you remember this, J.J. Dillon, this time, you jump first. Next time, we're going <laughs> to jump first, brother. You know something, Jim Ross, with the Horsemen approved by beating up Bobby a little bit in the dressing room? They've told us they're scared of us. They proved, I guess, you know, the whole time these guys cruise around in their limousines and sip champagne and party with their ladies of the evening, the whole time they've been doing this, well, they've been shaking in their underpanties. You guys don't want to face us two on two, do you? So you try to eliminate one, but it didn't work because punching and kicking Bobby around will not put him out. The next time we get in that ring, fellas, we're going to leave with your straps and leave the horsemen looking like horses you know what. You know, I've been getting my butt kicked in the wrestling business since I was 16 years old. And I've lost a few wrestling matches, but I've never lost one fight to one man in or out of the ring. But that night there were three of you guys, Tully Blanchard, J.J. Dillon, and you, Arn Anderson. But next time you meet with us, it's going to be all three of us, and you're going to wish you looked this good when we get through with you. Yeah! Yeah! All right, ladies and gentlemen. This situation is boiling, and we'll be back with more action here on the Superstation after this timeout. Come on, oh, give it to me. Yeah, no, huh? Okay, so cheer in the let, studio, let, man. Let me have, let, let me have this. Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. First of all, they they roughed up Bobby. They're they're taking advantage of the situation. They're doing horseman shit. Which hey, we all like horseman shit. So that shit's yeah. awesome. Yeah. But then they come back and Corny's like, y'all jump on people that won't jump, man. Here's all the list of people we jumped on. We don't give a shit. And that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Then you get Stan Lane cut a fired up promo where he uses the words underpanties <laughs> and straps. And he's hot. But the thing that got me more than anything else out of this is... There ain't a person that comes out there that makes that crowd shut up. When Bobby Eaton opened his mouth, that crowd shut the fuck up. They were silent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harper, they, and he did good. Oh, he's yeah, fine. He, yeah, because he, he kept it short and sweet. He ain't Arn Anderson, but he didn't have to be. Everybody wanted to hear what he had to say. I totally agree. I hate agreeing with you, but it's true. This was this was perfect all the yeah. way through by everybody. Agreed. And another reason, again, I'm going to say it again. This is why Arn said he wished this could have went on for a good year. Hobart, what would you have from these three? I mean, someone's got to tell Bobby they got a pepperoni on his face. Come on. Look at that. Come on. Come on. <laughs> If you are going to be if you are going to be critical of one thing, that is something to be critical of because it's just like a 
a shiny thing of red makeup on his cheek. <laughs> They're like, maybe. Bobby, just sit here. It's going to look good, I'm telling you. Just sit <laughs> here. Maybe, th maybe that's the salve they put on it. Yeah. It but yeah, but I mean, once he started speaking, they shut the fuck up. Man, how you ain't ever seen that. Because Why, yeah. they just saw something that they never seen before. Mm-hmm. Money. That was good. And hey, and here and here's the other thing. JJ Dillon and Tully and Arn are gonna respond in a second. So just well, keep they, that they in mind. Well they have to. Of course, of course. Okay. It's the Florida belt. The Florida belt is still not gone. Rick Steiner carried it to the ring. He's about to defeat Keith Steinborn. Doc, anything from it? Uh no. Ugh. That did not sound Ugh. good. Hopper, I'm gonna I'm gonna figure you got nothing from it either, and I'm gonna go to no. Al Perez defeats Gary Royal. Doc, anything from it? No. Oh, all right. Um, I, I had to stop popping pandas and look at my list. How come when someone does the fucking spin and toe hold, they fucking take it off and then they do it again? What's the, the psychology of that? That's a good question. Send that to, to me, the drive-through. To me, to me, yeah, it, you didn't cinch it in good the first time, so you had to reapply the hold. Yeah, but the but but that's how everyone has basically done it, and it, and that's the one thing that that it takes away from that finisher is that you take it off and then you put it on again. I mean, I you, I agree. I've thought that forever too, Hopper. It looks it looks almost looks phony because it, it almost looks like. It almost looks like they're trying too hard to make the make it look emphatic that oh this is gonna yeah hurt. I mean they, you would they do it again you would never see see Flair put the figure four and then take it off and then do it again yeah I I, I never understood that one either and I never like asked any of the old timers hey why did these guys do that I don't that I want you get the uh, the asshole from fucking Starksville the fucking hit up uh, Cornette <laughs> damn what. Oh. Yeah, that was stiff. I'm just saying. Harper's getting mad at the dude that always gets on Corny's drive-thru. Fuck. Calm down, people. We're having fun. Holy shit. Damn, Harper, what's wrong with you, man? Why are you all salty? I mean, fuck, I think that guy should have his own t-shirt or something. Fuck. That's fucked up. See? Oh, Jesus. Harper just went off. Okay. Let's go to J.J. Dillon, who's out here talking to uh, Crockett. Here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, the personal manager of the horseman, J.J. Dillon. J.J., you have the world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair, the world tag team champions, right? Tulane yeah. Iron, mm -hmm. United States heavyweight champion, mm -hmm. Barry Windham. All these men are being challenged. One in particular, Barry Windham, has a young man by the name of Sting. Relentless. Every time Barry Windham tries to put him off, he keeps on coming after him. I think this man has a taste for victory, and he's going to do it. Well, David, he sure does, and I think you've been uh, very clever with your wording today because you've avoided asking me the question about the situation with Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express. Now, I don't know if this was by design or if you don't have much in the way of curiosity, but I'm going to tell you anyway because, you see, it all falls into one big pile. Jim Cornette, the Midnight Express, Lex Luger, Sting, Dr. Death, Nikita Koloff, the Road Warriors, right on down the line for the very point that you have just brought up. 
Ric Flair is the World Heavyweight Champion. Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson are the World Tag Team Champions, which means they can only look down, they don't have to look up, they're already as high as they can go. So all you really have to do is protect your back door. Now Barry Windham, yes, United States Champion, there is one more step up, but he's very happy with his status. He is happy to be associated with Ric Flair in tag matches, six-man, eight-mans, what have you, and just to be associated with the horseman. Now that's where you draw the line from there, and then all the rest of the names I mentioned fall below. And Jim Cornette, I'm going to tell you something right now. You're looking ahead. You want your team to be world tag team titles. You better watch your back door because the Fantastics, Ricky Morton, Nikita Koloff, might slip in. I mean, might as well include the Sheep Herders. There's a lot of great teams out there that could come along and take the United States tag team titles from under you while you're nipping at us. But meanwhile, we're going to keep your attention. And if we have to slap you all around, we will. And Sting and Luger, the same thing applies for you. Barry Windham, the greatest United States heavyweight champion of all time. The man that defeated the legend himself, Dusty Rhodes, turned his back on the man, and he's had nothing but greatness ever since. Do you have anything else that you want to know about? JJ, everything you've been saying, one thing came out, that you're scared. Your team is scared. Because, wait a minute, you're on top, you're on top, and you have nowhere to go but down. Get knocked the off the only mat. thing, David Crockett, that I'm scared about is that I may have to hire somebody else to count all the money I'm making. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, coming up next, we're going to have the World Tag Team Champions in action. Uh, Doc, I'll throw it to you first. We're the top of the mountain, the front of the line. Y'all are just nipping out on our heels. What do you have? All right. He's got to hire somebody to count his money. How awesome is that? Yeah. That would be a great problem to have. I know, huh? Fucking screams big dog and shit. Come over here, boy. Are you getting serviced over there? For me? No. Is your headset broken again? I'm sorry. Oh, okay. No, I was just asking. I mean, look, if you're getting serviced during the show, more power to you. I mean, that's nice. Doc and I haven't haven't been able to pull that one off yet. At least, not to my knowledge. So. You you don't know that. Oh, okay. Wow. Great. Doc, what other thoughts you have about JJ? He was great. He was insulting Crockett, breaking shit down. I was just, he kept talking about back doors. I kept expecting him to say, and all the ladies that are going to join us at the Marriott tonight, y'all might want to watch y'all's back door too. Whoa. <laughs> Grow up. Flair likes yeah. to come in hot and raw, pal. That's come Con- on, man. No, Con- condoms are for for <laughs> me and Magic don't wear condoms. You know what I'm that's, saying? That's right, man. Grab life by the horns, man. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> if I grew up, there won't be any show, pal. Yeah, really, exactly. Yeah, the business model is predicated on us not growing up. Yeah, no. Uh, it's predicated on filth. Right. Uh, Bingo. It's funny. It's funny. Sex sells. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Harper, any other thoughts on J.J. Dillon? I mean, he, he was true. I mean, y'all sitting here focusing on us. I mean, y'all should be focusing on on uh, protecting y'all's titles. For real. That's a great I mean, point. What, yeah. are gonna, what are y'all going to do? Damn, look at that. What? The TBS logo that spins the... 
Yeah. That was that. Celebrate, celebrate, Superstation TBA. You know how you used to play that? No. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay. Keeping it moving, Arn and Tully defeat Brad Holiday and Lee Ramsey. Tony and JR talk about how the Midnight Express were getting universally cheered earlier and how strange and unreal that was. So even Tony and JR are pointing that out to the crowd. Just wanted to make that point. Let's go now to, we never skip JJ, Tully, and Arn. So here they are after their match. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the World Tag Team Champions. The brave World Tag Team Champions. <laughs> you know, David Crockett, it makes no difference what kind of adjectives you put on it. The bottom line is, Bobby Eaton, you came out here and said three of us attacked you in the dressing room, and that's a downright lie. You lied to the public. You're so frustrated, don't know what you're doing, carrying those United States Tag Team titles around, and you want to be on top of the world so bad, you came out here and lied, make it sound worse than it really was. J.J. Dillon was nowhere to be seen. He was not there. He was just Arn and me. We were hitting you so fast and so hard, you thought it was maybe nine people. But no, there's not nine horsemen. There's only five, but Flair and Wyndham were in the ring, so it couldn't have been them. It was just us two. No J.J., and that's the bottom line. Be forewarned, or foretold, I might say, is to be forewarned. It's not like, Bobby, that I went to you and said, I want to be U.S. Tag Team Champions. You started this. You let Cornell, Cornette, the man is suffering from a hormone imbalance, do your thinking. That's where you messed up. Now, what I've noticed is after this little altercation, if we wanted to put you out, Bobby, we could have done it. Your family has been calling me once again ever since all this happened. The only difference being this time I didn't talk to them because I didn't take the collect calls. You understand what I'm saying? If we wanted to put you out, we would have. The story goes like this. When you become a champion in a cutthroat sport like professional wrestling, you got to observe what everybody does best. We have always been called double up, triple up, quadruple up. We've been accused of it all our life. It's just like cheating on your wife. If you're going to be accused of it, go ahead and do it. You're going to take the heat anyway. So you say we like to double up. We double up. And when you come for our meal tickets, you come for the thing that we live for. We got to expect the very worst. It's not going to be a wrestling match. Cornette, you want to whack me with a racket? John McEnroe couldn't knock me out if the world depended on it. So I'm going to give you one little story. There's these two little dogs always chasing that big Mercedes down the street, gnawing at the tires, barking, 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 day after day after day, thinking they really want to bite that vehicle that makes them so mad, makes them so envious, until they stick their nose out too far, and that big Mercedes smacks them and knocks them in the ditch. And all of a sudden, once they've been smacked in the ditch, or the dressing room, any way you want to look at it, they don't think, I want to jump on that Mercedes again. They think they should be happy to squatting on fire hydrants, what they do best. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it from the World Tag Team Champions. Now let's go to the ring for more action. Holy crap. Doc, thoughts? Well, there's your response. And the line I like is, you started this. You're the one that walked up and said you wanted this. Now you're going to get it. I love too. It's very true. And I loved when he said, he used that analogy. He's like that dog nipping and chasing cars and the car turns around and smacks them and kills them. Like, look, look, you little asshole. 
I didn't want nothing to do with this, but now you're nipping at my heels. So guess what? I'm going to deal with you and it's not going to be pretty. I don't know, man. Orange is out there having church again and preaching. Just start passing around a hat on and so we can throw money in it and make it rain up in here. Cause good God. Harper, what'd you think? He's fucking great, man. That's true. Fucking dog chase him until one day he gets hit by the car. It's like, man, fuck that. Fuck that car. Yeah, dog ain't going to make it out too well after he gets hit. So, oof. Uh, Doc, any other thoughts? Yeah, we need a GoFundMe for these two so that they don't leave. If Crockett won't pay him, maybe we could scrape together some money. Getting sad, man. Can you imagine if we had the DeLorean, we can go back in time and make sure he doesn't leave? Yeah. I mean, everybody talks about Just make sure he gets paid. Well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Just make sure he gets his money. Just pay the motherfucker. Do you know like how much damage that that was the first bullet fired? Uh, it was hurtful. It certainly was. Yeah. That was the first uh loose fucking bolt that caused all the damage. <sighs> they left for the WWF over I mean, fuck, they got paid for it, so fuck them. Yeah. I'm not mad at Do you know how many people that were like, we're going to go to New York, we're going to get to wrestle at Madison Square Garden, we're going to the big time, and got up there and was like, this is some bullshit. Fuck it, bro. (laughs) I bet they got paid, though. Yeah, I get that. And I Uh, get that it's a business. I get all of that. And I don't... But, Mike, you know full well... That a paycheck, making a lot of money, doing something you hate, is no, is not living your best life. It's not yeah, living I mean, your best life. Now, That's why better, people got to have a fucking passion. That's the problem. It's you, better than right. be, you got to have a passion. It's better than being poor. But slogging your way through a job is no way to live. Yeah, I'm with you there. You ain't going to convince me of it. Right. I'm just saying, you know. He got paid up there, but it didn't look like it was a joyful paycheck. Well, he he comes back, I, I think, relatively quickly, but it's not quick enough, and he should have never left. That's the problem. Or he should. What was it two years? Gonna... They're going what eighteen months? Yeah, it's a little, little less than two, but just a. And when I say he shouldn't have left, I understand him leaving. Why he left? He did. He he made the right decision for him. I don't mean he shouldn't have left. I don't mean he should have been like, "Oh, I'm just going to eat shit and forget the fact that he screwed me out of money." No, I'm not saying that. Orn did the right thing. Somebody screwing you over, you you take matters in your own hands and you walk away from it. Uh, especially in wrestling, because Lord knows, Harper and I know this on an indie level. Uh, there are promoters that will screw you, uh, even if it's over ten, twenty dollars. So yeah, fuck that. That's why I don't. I mean, people are like, how come you don't go here and there? I said, I stay close to home because I know Wildcat's not going to fuck me. I'm not driving all the way to fucking who gives a fuck Texas. Hey! For nothing. No, he makes a real good point. Or, or fucking who gives a shit fucking Alabama or, or Florida for, for fucking, you know, fucking nothing. Yep. I'm not a mark for myself, bro. I'm, I'm not a mark for myself. I'm four fucking forty two years old, bro. I got priorities. <laughs> I got broads that need a squirt on me. Yeah. Come That's on. nice. No. Straighten up, Michael. <laughs> okay, let's keep going. That was great from Arn, Tully, JJ. We go to Brad Armstrong who defeats Gary Phelps. 
We then go to Brad Armstrong, uh, meat and potatoes promo. I don't have anything from it. Uh, Doc, did you? The only thing I had is that motherfucker was talking about Pac Song back in fucking Florida. That's some old shit. Where's his dad at? In Southeastern or Continental? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's 88. It's funny how he came in like a while back and yeah actually it's almost a year ago probably now i say a while back and then now we're here where we're at so yeah crazy probably, stuff, he, son i'm gonna go home and lift weights <laughs> okay these crockets uh, don't know what the, these crockets don't know what the fuck they're doing <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay uh we go then to God, it's a number of video clips doc and i don't it's very long, so I don't know if I need to play this or what. But so we got Gary Hart, Al Perez, and Kevin Sullivan, and then they cut a promo, and then they cut to Dusty attacking Al Perez during a Gary Hart promo, and Sullivan spikes Dusty in the forehead, which I thought was glorious. Um, well, what? Nothing. You just have got some hostility for old Big Dust. Well. You know, it is oh, what it is. You didn't exactly deny it there. Yeah. I'm trying to find the timestamp, but evidently I don't have it written right on my sheet. So, anyway. There he uh, is. Here it is. He stabs. That spike is big... great. Oh, it, it's great. And Sullivan, okay, so Sullivan, now Dusty comes in, and him and Al Perez are going at it. And, you know, they're, they're doing some brawling, man. Give them credit. And the crowd's hot. And then Gary Hart starts, he smothers Dusty with his jacket. Sullivan pulls out this is great Sullivan pulls out the spike and look at that I mean he spiked Dusty in the head pretty good right there man oh fuck man yeah yeah this is and he hits him again oh boy this was before the road warrior spike it was sure was that's getting close though it's it is getting close. So Doc, yeah. before before we go to back in the studio with Hart Perez and Sullivan, do you have any thoughts on the spike and Dusty getting? You can't see it, but he's got a little blood there. Well, I've said it. I like this whole Hart Sullivan connection, and it works. You know, taking some of the heat off the spotlight off Al Perez. Um. Man, he got a run and start with that spike. I don't care who you are. Fuck that. Yeah, that that's one of those things where, like, when my dad's sitting there and telling me this is all fake and all a bunch of queers, that's the <laughs> thing, like, he would see and go, damn, I think he really stabbed that guy in the fucking head. <laughs> he just had to fuck up the fact that Papa Hopper... <laughs> These are all queers. <laughs> yeah, my dad, like, look, man, look at this guy. Like, put, put, put the Jimmy Garvin is the perfect example. But the guy's a queer. Look at him with his hair and all long and he's his poofy hair. Yeah, with his poofy long hair and he's half naked. And this guy's got bleach blonde hair. Guy's a I bunch like, of queers. I like how <laughs> fake sport turns into homosexuality. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the insult of it all from, from you yeah. know, Mr. Hawk. And I was over a kid there. like, I was like, no, they're not. They're not gay. <laughs> well, they're, bringing, they're bringing more snatch than Papa, Papa Hardbody ever thought oh, about. Yeah, I know. Huh? <laughs> all right. Let's go back to the studio now. 
with Al Perez, Gary Hart, and Kevin Sullivan. They've got something to say, and then we're going to go to Dusty right after that. All right, ladies. All right, you took the spike out, the golden spike. You went after well, Dusty. Girls. Dusty's well, not afraid of you guys. Well, he went right out there. I will tell to get you, you one thing. First of all, what Dusty Rhodes is all right. Supposedly, he's on a great American campaign, and now we're finding out that the rich people can get away with anything. He jumped a former NWA champion and put him out of action. He took a ball back to Tully. This man is sick and demented. What he does is okay. Rhodes, I want you to call him. Tell Gary. I want to just bring something out and make it very clear. We have had an opportunity to utilize the dog collar match. Kevin Sullivan's been in the ring with Al Perez. Kevin Sullivan's been in the ring with Mike Rotundo. Kevin Sullivan's been in the ring with, with none other than the most vicious of all the varsity club, Steiner. And soon, Rhodes, he's going to be in with you, brother. And what are you going to do? What are you going to do? All right, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard from them. Right after this message, we're going to hear from the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, about this dog collar match. Dog collar match is serious in Southern wrestling. Doc, what do you have? Why don't you ask Roddy Piper what happened to his ear at Starcade, pal? Yeah. Christ. That was pretty bad, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, this is serious. death in that ear? No. Something sick. His ear got fucked up from it permanently, didn't it? Wasn't deaf, but he it sure didn't look pretty. Because it said from him uh, slapping him in the side of the face uh, with the fucking chain. Doc, did you hear that? I think what? it's a work. You think it's a work? Yeah. We talked about it with uh, your mentor on the Roddy Price Memorial, the the Rod, uh, the Rod, Roddy Piper Memorial Show. Yeah, that was freaking four years ago now. But my point is, he wasn't deaf. He claimed he had ringing in his ear or something. And right, yeah, right. But uh, Rod said that he thought that he also bladed himself there, which bleeds pretty good from what I'm told. I've never tried it. <laughs> That's not true. You bladed yourself at that staff meeting that one time. <laughs> no, yeah. I didn't. Like, this is how crazy I am. I'm going to cut my fucking head open. You think I want to hear about your fucking reports and your dumb fucking graphs? Fuck you. It's <laughs> 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 almost like you were there, Harper. Yeah. For real. <laughs> for real. Here's an action item for you, and he whipped out the blade, man. I tell you, there's nothing funnier than Doc talking about Sean Hart practicing a super kick and super kick in the air and in the back of the meeting room at the staff meeting that's a visual just just visualize a hundred and you know 25 pound white broad super kick in the air and people walking up going what are you doing practicing my super kick just making sure i get it all perfect yeah that's nice oh living a dream brother okay uh, Doc, any, I'm sorry, Hopper, anything from Hart, Perez, Sullivan, or Dusty? Get I mean, he fucking brought up the truth when he beat up Tusty, uh, uh, Tully with the baseball bat. Is the old saying, no lies detected. That's right. See, they don't insult us. They treat things real. They talk about shit that really happened. We love it. Everything was what there. Are you, right, brother? Are you, why are you wiggling around so much, Harper? I don't know. I'm just sitting here. 
He's like, he's like Latrell tonight, isn't he, Doc? Jesus, sit still, motherfucker. So, <laughs> so I love the idea of Sullivan being wild enough that he needs to be on a collar. That's the great part. Well, he really does. I guess. Is he really a Satanist? No. Yeah. But we should go to Dusty Rhodes and see what Man, he has you to couldn't say have, you this. could not have convinced me of that in 1986. Well, yeah, all we had was a goddamn magazine with him looking like a fucking devil worshipper. Right, he was the devil himself. God, I used to love it. those magazines, man. Oh god, don't get me started. I got a problem uh, in my closet and I swear I've thumbed through one every now and then just to just I to bought a couple at, at at a fucking Wrestlecade. They were all just sitting there. I was like, man, I got to buy some of these. And he was like, well, you work for Waka, huh? Yeah, I was like, well, here, he'd, he'd take a couple of them. I'm like, all right. I, I, I got a bunch of them. I had a couple of listeners send me some years ago. But then, like, they had, they had uh, duplicates. And then I, yeah. got a, I got a bunch, too, for real dirt cheap off of eBay. Like, in good condition. I've always wanted the fucking Sports Illustrated that's got Hogan on it. Why? I remember that I- one. Because, I mean, when was the last time that that's fucking happened? Who cares? That's nice. <laughs> you miserable asshole. <laughs> he's just being a, a curmudgeon. Let's go to Dusty Rhodes and see what he's got to say in response to Gary Hart, Al Perez, and Kevin Sullivan. They all talk big when the legend's not around, but when he comes in, the American dream makes them all cower away. Well, I'll tell you something, David Crockett. You know, run a gov and learn. The hard way, $50,000 was paid to take Dusty Rhodes out of wrestling. Now then, Gary Hart says, dog collar around the baddest dog of them all's neck. Let me tell you something, Gary Hart. We've been playing the dozens for many years. It goes back to Paxson now. It goes back a long time. You went into my beds. You went into my houses. You went into my homes. You went into my backyard and tried to take Dusty Rhodes out. The bottom line is a legend. The American Dream Dusty Rhodes now then taking care of business. 1988 American Crusade across this country now then I'm coming for Gary Hart for Al Perez and for Kevin Sullivan because woo Lord only knows Kevin Sullivan you are just a little devil you just a little devil and I'm going to tell you something brother you going to have to know now that your devilish ways are over I'm going to clean you up I'm going to put the dog collar around my neck and I'm going to choke you down. Because when it's all said and done, the American dream is the one. You got to feel right for this thing, Gary Hart. Look at me because I'm coming for you, Daddy. All right, everybody has a dream, and that's the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. Now let's go to the ring and sting. Oh, boy. (laughs) Sting's up next. But, Doc, any thoughts from Dusty right there? Where's Dick Murdoch? Is he already gone? (laughs) <laughs> no comment That's true, huh? no comment it's only been a week come on stop okay uh. i liked it i like it is it this match where they're like which cruel connection is this and tony's like wait what color is he wearing oh that's number two that shit was yes funny. yeah this is it and uh yeah all right what you got from dusty nothing i don't care oh, he's engaging okay 
like for real. I mean, you I had to sneeze. I had to sneeze, but y'all oh. didn't take my cue. Oh, gotcha. Uh, Hopper, you got anything from Dusty? I thought it was meat and potatoes. Yeah, fucking meat and potatoes. Yeah. Look at this fuck. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Smartest thing I've seen seen yet. <laughs> Hold on. So if you're watching on our Patreon video at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt, join two bucks a month or as much as uh, as much as you want if you'd like. You get yeah, all kind of Kermit, access to our Kermit, shows. Shut up. Quit selling. This Kermit the Frog motherfucker was like... <laughs> <laughs> so real I'm quick. Yeah, so. I'm going to leap into action. Cruel Connection. <laughs> this Cruel Connection guy's out there with a cape and he's got the fluorescent suit on and Sting's over there talking to Teddy along the ref. And in the midst of that, he takes his cape off, the cruel connection, and he literally throws it over Sting's head and starts beating him up. <laughs> this is so fucking hokey. Why? <laughs> it just is, man. I mean, it's fucking perfect logic. Look, he's got the head. Look at it. Look, he goes to the second rope. It's... <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> that, move God, on the, that move on the second rope where he flexed his muscles. That's what T-Rex would do if he was a wrestler. <laughs> Have y'all heard from T-Rex? No, he's dead to me. Um, We haven't, but... Man, this... business is like wrestling. For 99.9% .9 of the people, once they don't work in your office... Look, he's about to flex. <laughs> <laughs> when they move on, you don't talk to them anymore. Uh, all right. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you this. Mike, where you work right now, if you left, how many people would you talk to? Um, one. Is that, is that one me? Uh, yeah, I think. That's nice. Okay. Uh, I've been there five years longer than you, and if I left, mine would be one, maybe two. <laughs> What about the broad with the rocks? That that, that like horses. She's gone, dude. She oh, she's on. gone. Oh, well, she's she moved. Kind of, she fucking found a new horse to ride. Speak. Let's be careful here. She moved to a different department. Let's say that. So uh, we don't see, we don't okay. see her. And then Harper said she found a new horse to ride. God, I can't tell you how bad that sounds. <laughs> All right. Back with the show, we got Sting. He does defeat one of the members of the Cruel Connection. Thank God. It went on too long. They and got then, two of these fucking assholes? Yeah, Cruel Connection 1 and 2. Sure do. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Hey, look, if you really think about it, this is like the precursor to the Ding Dongs next year. Mm. Or In Ascension. A way. Or, or who? <laughs> Ascension. No. So, so this guy basically... They replaced Gladiator number one and Gladiator number two. Remember them? There you go. Yeah. That's what these... He's like a fucking walking highlighter. Harper's getting hot. This guy. <laughs> Sting is going to cut a promo after this. Doc loved this Sting promo. Sting is literally whispering during the promo. And then he says, I don't want to scream because I don't want to scare Barry Windham. And then at the end, he yells and howls. And the, all I could think of when I watched it was, Doc must be losing his mind. Doc, did you lose your mind? I don't care. <laughs> That's nice. He's got, he's got years to go before he kills the territory. 
He doesn't kill the territory. Yeah, Sting don't. I mean, yeah, he's he's fucking stuck there. I mean, what are you gonna do? It's not Mike, Sting. Who, Mike, who killed Smokey Mountain? Tommy Wildfire Rich. Who else? Did he? Tommy Wildfire Rich. Who else? I don't know. Nobody you told else. Me today there, you told me today there was a second culprit. Who? I did. How? Oh, oh the wolf well, we're, giving something, we're giving something away when we say that. It's, nah. bruh, I, I really, I know our schedules have been off, but I, Harper has got to make at least, I know we're nowhere near this, but when we get to that last three to four episodes, holy Jesus Christ, it is so bad. So bad. Is Am I that lying? bad? It's pretty bad. It's Harper. It's rough when you you. It's morbidly fascinating, and when things are morbidly fascinating, that means that something is bad. But you're fascinated by how bad it is. It's bad, and like I love Jimmy. Promo. No, Tim Horner promos were better than Tim Horner's bad promos Jesus. were better than most of the stuff you see at the end of Smokey. Am I lying, oh my Doc? God, it's rough. Bro, the Wolfman starts getting a push. As 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 what? As the Wolfman. The wolf as being a champion? No, no, no. no. He, he, we're not gonna. No, that doesn't happen. But it's just, and there's a lot of replays and recap segments and every show. It's 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 Tracy and Dirty White Boy are good at the end, and there's some stuff with Robert Gibson that's good. But we'll get there. It's just it's, rough. Just talking to a friend of mine, uh, Andrew, and he was telling me that like back then, Smoky Mountain used used to come on here like like at like four in the morning. I what did I tell that. you? What did I tell you? Doc? Remember when I told you that? Was that true? It there was a time in '95, I believe, that it came on at like an ungodly ridiculous hour, like two, three, yeah. four a.m. And it wasn't, but it wasn't on for long, Hopper. It was just, okay. and I don't know how, it may have been on like 26 or 38. Yeah, it, it fucking have to be one of those channels. Yeah. And yeah, so it, it was on for a sec, like a second or two, but it wasn't long that it was on. Uh, Hopper, uh, Lex Luger's cutting a promo. Thoughts? Um, mm, that, girl, that girl had some thoughts. She looks like, a, uh, like the fucking extra you see in like growing pains walking down the fucking... The fucking uh, the high school fucking hallway uh, with the traffic keeper in her hand. How old is she? Stacy is her name. Yeah, Stacy. She comes from a good family, <laughs> and she did not want the football player to touch her there. Right. And her father works for the fucking post office, and her mother is a school teacher. All right, Stacy. Got it. Later, later she grew up, packed on seventy-five pounds, and only blew her husband on his birthday. That come on, <sighs> what the fuck? Yeah, can you grow up, please? All right. Uh, Sting's promo was terrible. We'll keep going. Lex Luger uh, cuts a meat and potatoes promo. He puts over the greatness that Ric Flair is, gives him credit on how he wrestles everyone and how he has beat them all. And then he, his shirt comes off and he's a little sweaty. And I thought Lex was solid though. Nothing spectacular. Uh, he does say what's causing all this and pretty good though. Any thoughts, doc? Not really. 
uh, Harper still drooling over Stacy. Look at that. Look at Lex, man. Starting to get sweaty. Doesn't he sound so much better than fucking Sting at this yes. point? Yes. Uh, it, it, it seems like Sting isn't learning. No. Yeah, but like fucking Luger seems to be more uh, calm and, and it's just part of his daily routine now to fucking do this. Agreed. Dr. Death is going to defeat the Menace. Oh, next. yeah. I forgot about him. Yeah, the Menace. Oh, there you go. Doc, is that you or Harper? That ain't me. I'm getting some important messages. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then after Dr. Death, we go to Ric Flair, who's going to cut a promo. Uh, let's hear what Rick's got to say right now. To be the man, you got to beat the man. And here he is, the world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair. Rick, you were back there. You heard what Lex said. He think he knows he's got you. What do you think? Well, first of all, if I were David Crockett and I were associated with Ric Flair, I'd do what I do each and every week, and I would say, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, before you, we have the greatest wrestler of all time. We have a man that in his own modest way can tell you that last year he made $2 million without a law degree, without practicing medicine, without owning a corporation, and without running for president, which is next on the agenda. The bottom line is, right over there, in that squared circle, this college dropout, this guy that ran with every woman that would have him from the time he was 15 years old, is the best wrestler in the world today. And we're talking about the major league of professional sports. Dusty Rhodes, Mr. Meliano himself, $2 million last year. Lex Luger, nine years in the NFL, his first year in wrestling, a million dollars. That's big time bucks. That's us, and that's Ric Flair leading the pack. You like it? Custom made. This right here, you want one, it'll cost you $1,000. You want one of these? You can buy them all over the country. They're $15,000. The bottom line is, we're talking about the greatest woo, sport in the world. And Lex Luger, oh, you are God's gift, aren't you, pal? Huh? You have got the greatest physique of any athlete in the world. You just started to catch me out, aren't you, huh? You're everything every woman wants. You're everything every man wants to be. The bottom line is, though, pal, you can't sell me on that. You know why? Because when you were playing football, yeah. all your buddies used to say, hey, Lex, did you see the champ yesterday? He beat up Dusty Rhodes. Hey, Lex, did you watch TBS last night? Nature Boy did it again. <laughs> and now, Luger, you have got the distinction of being one of the big boys in this sport that is trying to take not my Mercedes, not my big house 
on the big side of town, not trying to take one of my women, but you're trying to take my baby. <laughs> and this big boy is what I really call my big baby. All right. $40,000, and my name is right there. There's only one. There's a lot of people that would have you think that maybe in some capacity for some regional association that they're the world champion. But the bottom line is, talk to Big Ted, talk to Dusty Rhodes, ask yourself, Luger, ask any athlete that knows sports. I am your world's heavyweight champion. And Luger, no matter where it is, what major city matters not, the bottom line is, in all my magnificence, you're gonna be mine all night long. He is. All right, we can just shut the, we, we can just close the look. Some right. more stuff goes down, but we can just stop right there. That that's nothing stopping at it. That that should have been the end. Doc, your thoughts? That's what that should have been the end. I mean, yeah, this should have been the end. Let's end on a high, man. Let's send them home happy. Although like precious baked potato, huh? What? With that fucking aluminum foil, it looks like a goddamn like a like a frozen dinner. You talking about Garvin? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jimmy Garvin and Precious are out there now. Precious did look all the way live. Doc, I got a question for you. Flair said he made two million last year. How much do you think he spent? Four? Shit. Five? Five or six? Yeah, four, five, <laughs> double that qu- shit. Here's a question. And it's not too political. What would be more wild assed? A Ric Flair presidency or a Donald Trump presidency? Oh. <laughs> Bruh. Okay. Because if Rick if Rick cut a state of the union, <laughs> woo. <laughs> See I this is for different reasons, Flair would be wild. Because yeah. because see, Flair, you gotta remember. Flair lived that 80s lifestyle with with the broads hanging all over him. And Flair would go into business for himself, like, in a way that I don't think any president, including Trump, would. Flair would have broads on his arm at the State of the Union. Woman and talking about going to the Marriott after. He he would look at the cameraman and go, don't wrap me up. I'm getting all my stuff in. And then he'd be like, and I'm out of here, and we're going to the Marriott. Meet me. I mean, he'd be going off. Go ahead, Hopper. Imagine him having to deal with fucking Nancy Pelosi. (laughs) All that little Puerto Rican broad from fucking New York. Fucking bring up Space Mountain and shit. Bruh, imagine him dealing with anyone. Anybody, yeah, I'm not Republican, either, either, Democrat, either, Independent. Eddie, I'm the champ. What's your problem? Right. <laughs> he he would be so different because he would not. I don't know what Flair is, but he would be so different because he he wouldn't be politically affiliated. It would. You know what his political party would be, Doc? Eddie, 
a day you, you you nailed it. That's his political coke. <laughs> and imagine him. Um, you know, if we needed a, another Supreme Court justice, he'd get Ricky Morton on the panel. Come on. <laughs> and Ruth Bader Ginsburg would be like, Mr. Morton. Oh, Rick. No, you cannot do that. Oh, you old bag. Shut up. You know what I mean? It'd be pretty wild. A flare presidency would be wild ass. Oh, don't get any ideas, man. <laughs> Could you nice. see his political ads, Hopper? Fuck, that'd be great, huh? <laughs> God. Oh, shit. But, but let's don't gloss over the fact that Rick was awesome out there. I, I, you know, other people in regional promotions, I'm your yeah. champion. Come on, bro. And I love how um, he, he, he uh, puts the promotion over. Yep. He's trying to uh, convince them that it's fucking worth the sale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, like, good stuff from Rick. Jimmy Garvin, as we saw all the way live with, uh, or Precious all the way live, and Jimmy Garvin defeat Agent Steele. Mike Rotunda then defeats Eddie Sweat. And the last promo before we go off air is Mike Rotunda and Kevin Sullivan. Not going to play it. Rotunda talks about defeating Dr. Death in the state of New York and retaining his TV title. And that's it. So uh, we do need to do the Rolex and give out the grade for this episode. Before we do so, a couple of things. Let me mention this and get it out the way. Uh, Wrestling Podcast About Nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett. Check them out every single Monday. They do classic and current stuff. Uh, Check them out. Good stuff. Also, check out Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn. The northern version of BTT. Slightly classier. A little bit more professional still, nonetheless. You'll love it. They support us. Please support them. And also, one other thing. TinyURL.com slash BTT Amazon. Great way to support this show without spending anything extra uh, it's literally free. The only thing you're spending is the money you're spending on whatever you're buying from Amazon. If you got gift cards after on Christmas for Amazon, go to our link, tinyurl.com slash Amazon and use it. Thank you very much for doing so. That said, Doc, I'll go first on my Rolex. It was a toss-up. Um, there were a lot of contenders. Cornette in the Midnight, Arn, Rick. I'm going to go Rick, and it's only because he really popped yeah. me when he said he made $2 million, but... I'm thinking in my mind he spent $4 million. So, anyway, I thought Rick was good. That said, I'm not trying to take nothing away from Corny, Bobby, Stan Lane, or Arn. I thought all of it was good, and I'm splitting hairs here. Doc, who are you giving yours to? Uh, ditto. For the same reasons. I had all those guys in the contendership, but Rick was Rick, and we need to not forget that Rick is Rick. So, Preach. Preach. Okay. Next, uh, Hopper, who are you giving yours to? The fucking Midnight Express. You we've seen that. I mean, we've seen Rick do this a thousand times. So we never seen the Midnight Express do what they just did. You've seen titties a thousand times. You're going to turn them down? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, Michael. That's true, Mike. This is your fault. Yeah. All right, Hopper. I mean, it's your award. You give it to you want to give it to. That's, That's right. right. Let's let's rate this some, Buck. What are you rating it, Doc? Man, it's a long episode, but it's a good one. I'm gonna have to give this an A. Yeah. Uh, a plus for me. What are you giving? Yeah. Hopper? A plus, bro. This this was money, man. This was a real. This real is wrestling. Amen this is awesome. That. Yeah. Fuck off. It's nice. All right, so. 
we're going to get out of here. Uh, lastly, before we do so, uh, it's been a wonderful and blessed 2019 for this NWA show. We have seen massive growth yet again. Thank you for all your downloads and support of the show this year. We appreciate it. You guys and girls out there are the best. Yes, we do have women that listen to this, believe it or not. Yeah, no, they don't. Oh, they do. So we appreciate your support of this unprofessional podcasting venture that we are on. We're not done yet, though, this week. I randomly selected with a lottery type generator our patrons of the year. So I'm going to throw it to that now. Here is the closing segment to the last NWA BTT episode of 2019. Uh, here are Josh Fields, Robert Smith, Chris Sapita, not Sapita, Doc. We've been saying it wrong for years. I got it right that time, Chris. Joining me for the Patreon Members of the Year segment on BTT. Thanks again. And here is to an awesome 2020. We'll talk to you again then, unless you're listening to our Smoky Mountain show that's coming out Thursday night. That said, Hopper, hit the tagline. Get us over to the Patron of the Year segment. Book it, bitch. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. You don't want to miss our best material. Yeah, for real, man. So, um, uh, anyway, I'm sitting here right now with Chris. I won't give you guys last names unless you, you, you I'll let you say it. I'm sitting here with Chris. My last name is... My my last name is Smith, so it really doesn't matter if you get my last name or not. So. Your last name is what? Smith. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, great. You've been mispronouncing my last name for years. You know what I'm saying? Uh, dude, I, I I took Chris. I took your last name the way Doc said it is the way it said, but I, I don't. That's obviously not right based on what you're telling me. No, you but you guys have been saying my last name wrong. You know, almost as long as my. Uh, my boss has, if not longer. Oh, shit. But yeah, it's um, my last name is simple. It's the same way it looks. It's Sapita. Okay, there's, there's, we there's said two E's, one A, and yeah, y'all y'all had y'all had an extra A to it. There's two E's, one A, Sapita. That's the fucking village idiots. I'm sorry, man. You know. <laughs> well, the, uh, the man's got a doctor degree. What do you expect? It, it, no bullshit. He's one of the smartest people I know, but he. Certain things you're just not too smart about. That's all I can say. I've got a, I've got a daughter that's got over a 4.0. We're not sure if she can tie her shoes. I know how that works. <laughs> that's it. All right, man. Let me introduce uh, the patrons of the, I'll say quarter and year. Uh, it was supposed to be four of us. Uh, right now, it's only two of us. I want to welcome in Chris Cepeda. Oh, Cepeda. I'm sorry. See, I, see, I did it again right there. And uh, Robert Smith to the show. They uh, have both been patrons. Uh, Robert, you've been patron for quite a long time. Uh, Chris, you became one this year, but it doesn't really matter to me. I'm just glad you all are both patrons and support the show and um, can deal with me begging for money, I guess, every single uh, week on the show. But no, seriously, I want to welcome you all in and I'll get things started uh, first. Uh, Chris, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well, recovering from knee surgery, but I'm doing well. That's great. That's great. Uh, that's real classy. Uh, Robert, how are you? Real good, Michael. Well, thank you for calling. And uh, we just finished uh, the wife's Christmas party this evening for her for her work, and uh, we had quite a good time. I sent you pictures, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah, it looked like Whoa. it was all the way live. <laughs> yeah, all the way live. You know it. 
<laughs> oh man, I, it, it definitely looks all the way live. But with that said, uh, let's jump into this. So the first part of this is going to air on the main show, and then the rest of it, uh, after I ask you all a couple questions, will air on its own show on the Patreon feed. So uh, this will be up. I'll just say not this coming Thursday on the nineteenth of December. It'll be after Christmas, so it'll be the after Christmas show that this part will be up. But first. I know the answer to Chris because I, I distinctly remember connecting with him on Twitter years ago. But I'm going to ask Chris, uh, so you can tell the people, how did you find out about booking the territory first? Yeah, I mean, it was you guys have, may have been in for like 30 episodes. It was it Michael Tarver that was always on. You were interviewing yeah, yeah. a bunch back then. Yep. But uh, I tweeted out that I needed some podcasts to listen to, and you followed me, and then. I don't know. A few weeks later, I finally listened and I went back and listened to day one. And those first few episodes, man, I don't even know. You should be paying me because those first <laughs> few were brutal. The, 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 the recaps of Raw and SmackDown and everything else. It was, I should have done the Von Eric thing a long time ago. That's real classy. Uh, those were definitely brutal. And I do, I do remember that, that yeah, you were, you were, in the 2015 range, it was, it was definitely towards the end of that year. I remember uh, hearing from you on Twitter or connecting with you on Twitter. So, uh, thank you for sticking with us. I know those early episodes were were damn brutal. So I appreciate it, man. Uh, no problem. Uh, Robert, I'll throw it to you. What? How? How? I didn't, I've never asked you this. Uh, you found us. How? How did that come about? Yeah, I found you uh, via the 605 podcast. It was right about the time you started doing the uh, Smoky Mountain Review. Um, you guys were doing the NWA show, which was about the time I stopped uh, watching wrestling in 1985. That was when I was uh, 14, 15, started, started high school and uh, yada, yada, but to answer your question, um, I found you through the 605, and like Chris said, your first few shows were brutal, man. That that one-man gang deal where he's screaming into the <laughs> microphone, it, it blew oh, my – I'm, I'm pretty sure it, it deafened me by 20% of my, my total hearing when it went down. But in spite of that, I gave I, – I, I, I came back and listened again and and you guys uh you know you, you picked up right where I left off with wrestling and you know I've been listening ever since and you guys have a great thing going there. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I finally figured out, you know, I had no audio training as far as being able to edit things when we first started and whatnot. I mean, I don't think I really learned a lot until uh, over a year into it. And I'm still, well, to this Mike, day. I, I had my earbuds in and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to give the, give these guys a listen. And I was like, the one, the one man gang was like, yeah! right, right off the bat. I was like, Jesus Christ. I was like deaf and right off the, you know, from the first. And I was like, all right, all right, all right. So anyway, you, know, I fast you can edit because of that. <laughs> yeah, I do too, man. I, I hit the thirties. I hit the thirty and thirty, and you know I'm past the one man gang, and, and we're all good now. So, <laughs> uh, it's it's actually turned down now over the last year. He shouldn't be as loud if you did listen to it, but oh, I can no. tell you, I heard it if today, you, Mike, it's still pretty loud. It's turned. You got to be kidding me! It's all the way down. No, it, Chris is right. It's it's pretty loud. 
Okay, so now my wife, is in bed. My, my wife is in bed right now telling me, you're you're way too loud right now because we're in the Hilton in Columbia after the Christmas party. So, yeah, and it's the same thing. So it's still too you. loud. <laughs> and, and there's been a few episodes, Mike, where you're like a little too low. And so whenever I like I get prepared for it and then I hear the one man gang thing, I, I hate myself immediately because it's, it's that loud. Yeah, I um. I don't want to put this on Skype, but oftentimes it's Skype. And I try to play with it. Oh, that did not come out good. I mess with the... Uh, the so energy. when you're playing with it, just not give That's much better. <laughs> <laughs> when, you play, when you play with it or mess with it, it's, it's, it's all good. I feel you on that one, yeah. Um, but go ahead, Chris. You were saying something? No, I was asking when you do that, do you just stop and give you pointers? Are you looking at some of some of the weird photos in the Facebook group when you're, you know, messing with it? He said with quotation marks. Something like that. Uh that Facebook <laughs> okay. group is gonna be the death of me, I can tell you that much. I if you oh my god. The DMs that I get about people not liking certain things in a group, I'm like Dude, I can't monitor this thing 24 hours a day. I have a full-time job. One of these days, it'd be nice to just scroll through that thing all day, but I just can't. But anyway, I appreciate those who have a sense of humor in our Facebook group because uh, it can get raunchy sometimes. All right. So enough about that. Uh, I think y'all kind of answered this, but I'll ask one another question that'll be on the main show that we're talking on right now. Uh, Chris, uh, besides the one-man gang blowing your eardrums out, and besides the fact that you got through those brutal first few episodes, what uh, what kept you uh, on the show? What kept you listening? Was it Doc? Was it Harper? Was it me? It has to be Harper because he's the goddamn superstar. Uh, you know, honestly, it, it was Harper. It still is Harper. Like, I need Harper. Fuck Morgan Freeman. I want Harper narrating my life. <laughs> Every bit of my life. Uh, and like I've said for however many years now, hashtag Doc is the worst. You know, there's he didn't even be on the show. I like Lance better. I said it. Uh, Doc can piss off. I want Jesus. And no, I I need I need Harper narrating my life, going to the grocery store, dealing with the idiots because you know I live in Louisiana and you know what the idiots we have here are. So oh, yeah. I need him around. You're all right. You're you're one of the good ones. <laughs> thoughts and prayers dog <laughs> uh that's that's really classy chris uh robert you're what kept you around Harper, doc me or the whole kitten caboodle as jimmy del rey used to say no actually as you mike i mean you're obviously a, a very nice guy you've created a, a community on facebook and i don't think you can underestimate what a wonderful thing that is you brought together a group of guys who uh, have a common interest and who have become friends on it. And that's just a wonderful thing. I, I think you should take credit for that. And that, that that's why I've stuck around and that's why I support the podcast. I appreciate it. No, I appreciate it. That means a lot to me. Cause it's, um, it, it's, it's a, a lot of work. Community. It's a real community you've created Mike and my wife is shushing me again, but and, and I'm getting loud, but yeah, it, it's a real community you've created. And that's a wonderful thing. I mean, I, that's, that's a wonderful thing. That's all I can say about that. No, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate it. Well, look, we're going to get to the, we're going to go over to the patron only portion of this show, but I want to thank you guys again for being patrons. Thank you for all your support. It really means a lot. Um, you know, we're a mom and pop shop. 
we literally became an LLC just based on the fact that we were uh, doing really good things and the show was growing. So I appreciate it. Thank you for the support. We're going to go try to finally get Josh on. He's now messaging me saying he's ready. So uh, with that said, uh, Chris, hit the tagline and get us out of here. But we're not done because we're going to go do the rest of this thing. But hit the tagline for me and get us out of here. Book it, bitch. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Uh, Let me try to get uh, Josh in now. He is, and and the recorder's still rolling, y'all. So he is is DMing me now, and he is saying that he is on. So let me try to get him uh, right now. First, uh, uh, let me say, I am calling you now. None of this is getting edited out either. Let me just say that. All right, so here we go. He is, Grandpa. Get the type a little slower. Uh, yeah, that's what happens when you multitask. I try to tell Doc that all the time because he's yelling at, you know, this is something y'all never see on this show because, you know, you're just listening. He He's texting me and at the same time, I'm I'm navigating my notes. I got 10 windows open on the computer. I'm navigating my notes. I'm navigating the timestamps. I'm looking at what's coming up next. And he's saying, Jesus Christ, can you hurry up? No, fucker. I'm, I got a million things going on over here. Uh, anyway, so, uh, that's so Doc, is, Doc is your wife on a road trip. Oh my God, that's a great <laughs> analogy. You're welcome. Put on a t-shirt. That's a fantastic analogy. Josh, are you, is that you? Yeah, that's me. Hey man, what's up? Oh, nothing much. You doing all right? Yeah, we we are we are actually rolling a recording because I got started with Chris and and Robert here that I have on two other Patreon members. So um, we we just yeah hello the... hello Josh, we've been trying to get you for twenty minutes now. So uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was pulling. I was doing my best Harper impression. Oh oh oh! Do tell oh, more no. while we're recording. Give us uh, fill us in on the details if you can. If you can, I, I, I say that jokingly. Oh, oh no, I'm talking about running late. I'm a married man. None of that other foolishness. <laughs> okay, okay. So now that y'all, are, that is a 100 percent true story. This man will say, "I'll be on at seven o'clock, eight o'clock," and like clockwork, the the clock's just spinning and Hopper's not there. And he's like, "Yeah, you know, I was just taking a dump. I figured y'all y'all know and." That's a hey, shame, Mike. Uh, hey, Mike. Listen to this. No. <laughs> he's pissing on there like Hopper did. That's great. He's just, he's just, you know, um, all three of us are, are married. Well, I think we're all married. Uh, I know we all have children because I know you guys from social media. So, you know, when you have kids and wives and you're attached, oftentimes your schedule can get kind of messed up. Well, with Hopper, he has none of those excuses. It's just he's flying by the seats of his pants and he just it's just is what it is. You know what I'm saying? No other way to say it. So is what it is. But hey, living uh, dream, brother. That's it in a nutshell. He's living a dream. Uh, Josh, I did ask the the guys before you joined, so I'll give you a chance to. to wow, we get a fucking flush too. That was that was I'm just a long. Keeping it unprofessional for you, Mike. What the fuck? All right, uh, Josh, I give you a chance, man. I had Chris and Robert. I asked them two questions. One was how they found the show. Uh, so I'll throw that out to you, and also two. Uh, not only how you found the show, but what keeps you listening. Is it me? Is it Doc? Is it Harper? Is it all three of us? 
And um, yeah, so go ahead. How'd you find the show and what keep, and what do you enjoy about it and what keeps you listening? Well, I was just uh, searching through the uh, podcast uh, after I, I'm not one of those guys that listens to 9,000 podcasts, but for some reason it popped up and I started listening to it and it popped me. I was, I was rolling the very first episode. It was fantastic. And I, I'm a Harper Mark, so what can I say? get out of here a big shout out to all of our patrons out there thank you for supporting this show it means the world to us it helped make 2019 a great year we picked up a lot of new patreon members so i want to thank you for supporting us it's a lot of work that goes into this harper doc and i we bust our butts and thank you for becoming patreon members I can't say it enough. We appreciate it. Also, shout out to our Hall of Fame Patreon members, Kangol Fett, Don Dippinett, Lee Russell, MDQ for Life on Twitter, George Davis, Kevin Carter, Michael Angel, Bob Richards, Rocky Suazo, Christopher Champer, Will Hartke, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Dunyfen, Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, Laron Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott at GA Russell Nut on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, aka Half Pints Point. It's gonna be alright, Half Pint. Simmer down, have some Jack, and uh, keep doing what you do, bud. I love you. Josh Warren, 
Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, The Great John Dean, who's at YRC21 on Twitter, Josh Dunn, at Ryan and Auburn, Good Old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Chris Myers, Gerald Green III, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Pru, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, David DeVries, SV Padgham, Bill Sousa, Big Rich, Allen at Spy Boy Sports Cap on Twitter, R.E. Miller 39, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinoza, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Codeman822, Marty Howell, T Hog94, and God Bold Unreal. Thank you for being Hall of Fame Patreon members. And before we get out of here, I do have to give, as always, a special shout out to the wrestling podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis who just signed another contract with ROH. So uh, Kingpin slash Brawler, Brian Malonis, congrats on uh, re-signing with ROH and keep doing what you're doing with the Bruiser. And uh, check out his show with Mike Crockett, the wrestling podcast about nothing. They talk classic and current stuff. It's a good show. The guys support us, so please support them. Really, really good dudes doing good things, and I'm proud of all their growth this year. And also check out our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT, slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. Good guys, do good work, really, really, really helpful to us, so please support them. They also support us. And then lastly... Shout out to my boy Mike Pru and JV from the Bottom Line Wrestling cast doing their thing. I think they're nearing the end of the series of Stone Cold Steve Austin's career uh, from, I don't want to say start to finish, but, you know, in, in world class and then mostly, obviously, WWE. They're going month by month on a weekly basis. I believe they're almost done. Mike, correct me if I'm wrong. But also... So check that show out and then also check out their ECW extreme cast that they do on our Patreon feed. So Patreon members out there, there's an ECW show that they do kind of watch along style and it's fun. I think Mike and JV do a good job and I'm proud of what they're doing over there with that show. So check them out. Good dudes, uh, solid, professional, uh, more professional than Doc Harper and I. But anyway, uh, we hope you enjoyed this week's show. As usual, thank you for everything you do for the show as Patreon members. And if you're not a patron, please become one at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. A lot goes into this. And for everyone out there who's become a patron or if you're considering becoming one, we appreciate it. Thank you very much for Mike and Doc and Hopper who are not here. I'm here, but they're not. You know what we always say when we get out of here? Book it, bitch. <laughs>